achieved. For pallet drop, enter 2-4. For station uplink, enter 3-2. For mainland communication, enter 3-8. The satellite dish is inoperable. Communications are down. For sonar access, enter 5-6. Sonar is inoperable. Has there been an incursion on this station by the hostiles? If so, enter 7-7. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Train, how would what kind even... of transmission is it? It could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first, hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to discuss and review episode Enter 77, which is actually pronounced Enter 77, not 77, like I've been saying in the past. I don't know why I didn't catch that. But anyway, this is the 11th episode in season three of Lost, and... Would you imagine, did you know this, Stephanie? It was actually broadcasted on the 7th of, uh, March 7th of 2007. Mm-hmm. 7-7? Seven, seven? Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I don't know if that has any significance of anything, of any sort, but I just thought it was interesting. But uh, before we get into this, oh, by the way, did on I? On the third month of season three. Ooh, three, three, seven, seven. So anyway... I wanted to point out a couple things. First of all, we're recording live tonight. Oh, well, hold on. Before I do that, how about a little podcast update? This is a Generally Speaking Podcast Network update. Okay, so important I news. I were supposed to come at the end. I don't care. I mean, just, okay. it, it, it's I important just stuff. Wondering. I got to get them before they tune out, before I talk. Okay. Before you start talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's that's my point. So here's the situation. We are recording this live in front of an internet audience. And we have done so every Friday night following a new episode of Lost. Really? Yes, we have. Seriously? Over at TalkShoe.com. And folks who want to learn how to participate in these live shows can always go to gspn.tv slash lost. However, very important announcement. There will not be... A Friday night talkshoe.com weekly lost podcast recording on Friday, March 16th, this coming Friday. And the reason is, is because we are doing a live event that weekend, but not on the internet, in person in the Cincinnati, Northern mm-hmm. Kentucky area. Many of you guys well, know. Actually, we'll be in Northern Kentucky. Well, okay. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> Many of you know that Stephanie and I live in Hebron, Kentucky. Which is about 10 to 15 minutes from Cincinnati, Ohio. Absolutely. And so we have arranged and confirmed the location of our live podcast in person. I mean, this is like not digital. This is in person. You can join us on Saturday, March 17th from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 4.30 in the afternoon uh, p.m. Eastern Time. 
And we're going to be meeting at a restaurant called Garzelli's Grinder and Pizza Company. Thanks to the owner and proprietor, Glenn Stansberry, who is also a member of our church at First Church of Christ. And the address, for those of you who might be interested in coming and getting directions via MapQuest or Google Maps or Yahoo Maps or whatever map service you use, is 8449. Could, could they could they just use their GPS? GPS yeah, well, you could do that too. Okay. Uh, 84... Just making sure that was okay. It's okay, babe. Are you sure? <laughs> Will you be quiet for just a second? Eight, no, this is fun. I know it is. That's why I do it to you all the time. 8449 U.S. Highway 42 in Florence, Kentucky, 41042. And uh, again, you can find the date, the time, this address, everything, just by going to our website at gspn.com. TV and it's on the main page for right now. So we hope that you guys, if you're in the area, if you live in this area, or you live in a reasonable driving distance, that you'll come and join us live. We have people coming from Chattanooga, so, Tennessee. I, I know. All over Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio. I know. And Chicago area. It's great. Paul Go ahead. from New York, is he still coming? He is he is going to confirm with us a little later. So um he, he's still working it out. Okay. And I, I have to say special thank you to Paul. He knows who he is, and he made a very generous donation today oh. to the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. So, thank you. Very special thanks. So this is this is the GSPN update, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so I can make a shameless plug, right? You certainly can. Sweet. Seriously. Uh, we will be back live on Thursday at 10.15 Eastern Time for our Grey's Anatomy podcast because Thursday's a new episode. Is it really? It is. I'm so excited. That is exciting. So, <laughs> Stephanie, what's your what's your podcast that you're talking about? I'm talking about the um, Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, and we record live following any new episode of um, Grey's Anatomy. Who's we? Kim and I. I was getting to that point. Okay, go ahead. And um, Kim is also known as Good Things Coming on the forum, and so we will be back live on Thursday, March 15th at 10.15 Eastern, 9.15 Central. Very cool. And then one last shameless plug. That, that's for Kim because Kim's on Central Time. <laughs> I know. And then there's one last shameless plug here because okay. we're full of shameless plugs. Uh, we got the live for event. Ourselves. The Grey's Anatomy <laughs> fan. Oh, we give our we give other podcasters here shameless we do. plugs. I know. And, I... and we're full, we're going to get those in a little bit later too. Okay. But here's the situation. I want to let people know that the Generally Speaking Podcast Network has decided to end the live show we've been doing on Tuesday nights called Net Junk. Yeah. And it's being replaced starting this coming to this coming Tuesday night. With a show that I can actually be on. Yes. And it's gonna be called Generally Speaking Live. Right. And it is basically going to be for the again, for the whole community uh that enjoys the podcasts of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. And it's not going to be specifically devoted to Lost or to Grey's Anatomy or to any other television just show. Stuff. It's just stuff. It's We're just going to be generally speaking. And this is really, I, I mean, we talk a lot during the Lost podcast. You guys talk a lot during the Grey's Anatomy podcast. And what we're hoping is that generally speaking live will give you guys the opportunity to talk a lot. So come and generally speak with us live every Tuesday night at 9.15 p.m. And with that... Eastern time. Eastern time. And with that... <laughs> oh, and if you want to learn how, gspn.tv slash live. 
And now, Stephanie, let's do it. And a- for anyone else on the Eastern Coast, our time changes on Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a very good announcement. We spring forward. Yes, we so do. So if, if you live in a place where you have to change your clocks forward an hour, lose that hour to sleep, that's never any good. No, it's that's not. That's this weekend because it's two weeks earlier than normal. Hey, Stephanie, this episode... episode I'm trying to remind myself. That's why I keep saying it. <laughs> gotcha. Episode Enter 77. Yes. Saeed-centric. Yes. And we want to say special thank you to the folks who edit lostpedia.com for tonight's notes because we're going to start off with the flashback. Okay. And do a little character analysis of Saeed Gerard. Lost character analysis. Okay, Stephanie, we're we're gonna take a look at the flashbacks and not do what the episode does and jump back and forth, but we're gonna just take the flashback first. Right. So why don't you start off and tell us what Saeed's doing, and then uh, we'll we'll go back and forth in some bullet points and encourage our live participants to request to talk anytime they want to add to the conversation. And you're on after you're done laughing. My mind just um. You asked me what he was doing, and he, he was chopping vegetables, and so my first thought was chopping broccoli. You know that song. That chopping you, broccoli. Yeah. yeah. Dana so Carvey. That that was my first thought. Anyway, although I don't, I'm pretty sure he wasn't chopping broccoli. So anyway, Saeed's in the kitchen. He's um, chopping some vegetables. He's working in France. And um, the waiter enter, enters. He calls him... Najiv. I'm sorry. Who do you want to read this? You read it. I'm sorry. Thank you. So, foot in my mouth, right here, <laughs> and tells him in oh. Arabic that a man is outside waiting for him. Um, so Saeed goes out, and the man's sitting at the table alone, and he gives Saeed a compliment on his cooking, and introduces himself as Sammy. I know, and I'm like such a dunce do you, watching. Do this. you need to say Sammy because it's underlined? Do you, no. do you need to read all the underlined words? Is, is... No, no, that's. <laughs> Those are just hyperlinked in Lostpedia. I, I was making a joke. I know, and it was kind of funny, too. <laughs> Thanks. Gotcha. So I'm like a super dunce. I'm sitting there thinking, okay. Sammy, Sammy, I wonder if that's Sam Toomey. I'm like, that doesn't Come. make any sense. <laughs> you crack me up. I know. It was horrible. However, I know I saw something. I know I said I don't read the chat in the room here. But you do. In the pre-show, but I just kind of glanced at it because uh, Mark was playing around with his request to talk button. And um, he 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 makes a valid point. Have you noticed that there is seemingly some kind of conflict into the storyline of um, of Saeed? I'm sorry. Say that again. Do, I there there's some, I'm distracted by our ambiance. I know our children upstairs. Yes. So my question is, okay, do you recall back when Saeed w- was listening to the transmission on the little transceiver? Uh-huh. And there was and a French transmission, French. Mm-hmm. but yet he's working, working in a in French restaurant. Or not a French, yeah, French restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what's in up Paris. with that? I, I don't know. All right. So, and it, okay. Well, yeah? In in a foreign country, they're not as... Well, we don't know how long he was there. Exactly. He could have just been working there. Right. And as soon as he found out that, you know, this happened... Maybe once he was let go, he's like, listen, I'm not going to take any chances that she'll change her mind. I'm out of here. So I, there there could be some good reason for the fact that he doesn't know how to speak French, even though he worked in a French Maybe that's just something that Damon and Carlton need to explain now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. so. And, and their glorious 64 kilobit audio podcast. 
<laughs> hey, yes. if answers only come in 64 kilobits, you'll take them. I will take them. Yes, I will. All right. So, and and obviously, people listen to our glorious, our super awesome, high fidelity 128 kilobits, but they suffer through all the hyena uh, laughing that I do from time to time. From time to time. Yes, I do. He asks, okay, so Sammy asks Saeed where he's from, and of course, Saeed says he's from Syrian, but Sammy counters as Stephanie adjusts her microphone very loudly without asking me to mute her first. Got that? I'm fine. All right. So anyway, uh, but Sammy counters and says that, hey, I can tell that we're both from, you know, that we're both from Iraq. And he offers Saeed the cook position at his restaurant. And then what happened, Stephanie? Did you lose your place? No. Okay. Then what's going on? A little dead air there. Sorry. Dead air makes me nervous. Still listening to the ambiance, trying to figure out what's going on. Would you like me to just read this? No. I'll read. Okay. Um, So... So then Saeed falls into the trap and he goes to Sammy's restaurant and he asks for him and he introduces himself again and and I believe some of the you know men around him and then his wife you want to read her name because no. it's underlined you go right ahead I'll let you do the honor <laughs> is it um, Amira. Amira and um, when he greets her he holds both of her hands and so they show that she's obviously burned. And um, on her arms, her forearms. Uh-huh. And then, um, so one of the men grabs his, grabs Saeed's arm and the rest of them hold him down while Sammy knocks him unconscious with a kick to the head. Right. Say, then later, Saeed wakes up on the floor of a locked room with his hands uh, chained together. And then, of course, Sammy enters and gives him a bowl of water. Treating him like a dog. I, that's what I think. I was thinking that um, he, he wanted Saeed to drink it like a dog. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, he asks Saeed if he if he was a torturer in the Republican Guard, and if he recognizes his wife as one his wife as one of his victims. Mm-hmm. He says that Amira was held and questioned for three months for harboring an enemy of the state. Um, Saeed admits to everything except knowing his wife, but Sammy states that she recognized Saeed when she saw him at the restaurant. That's right. And then uh, Sammy says something when um, uh, Saeed says, what do you want from me? And he says something, and it's really the way that he says it that I really, that really made me want to go and get this audio clip. Okay. Listen, listen to this. What do you want from me? I want you to admit to what you did. And if you don't, you will leave this room in that bag. Now, does that sound familiar to you, that sentiment? Mm-hmm. This idea of confess or else you die. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it it, it goes like, I mean, it that does. that line reminds me of whatever happened between Yemi and, you know, the, the thing that supposedly was Yemi and Echo and then the smoke monster. So, I mean, it, it's this whole idea. You, you must confess. You must confess. Or you die. Or you die. Absolutely. All right. So anyway, go ahead. So, um, after several days, right? Is that... I don't know. Oh, no. This is is when she comes in with Sammy. Okay. Amira enters and Saeed tells her he doesn't know her and wouldn't torture a woman. Um, Sammy hits him and he says that Amira confessed to a crime she didn't commit when her interrogators poured boiling oil 
on her arms. He goes to grab a metal bar to hit Saeed with, but Amira tells him that is enough for today. All right. And uh, then the next day, Amira enters holding a cat. Cat. Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Similar to the one that Saeed sees at the flame station. That's fun. I'm sorry. It's fun. You can do it. Okay. Go ahead. It's your turn. Okay. Um, She tells him that when she and her husband um, came to Paris, she was afraid to leave their apartment until she heard a cat being tortured by firecrackers and rescued it. And that's not true. The cat was being tortured by mean boys with firecrackers. firecrackers. All right. She has kept him (laughs) as a pet, even though the cat sometimes bites her. Because she knows what it's like to never feel safe because of Saeed. She asked him to show her the respect of acknowledging what he did and that he remembers her. Saeed is stunned and then tells her that he does remember her face, that it has haunted him since he left Iraq. He starts to cry and he tells her that he is sorry for what he has done to her. She forgives him and tells Saeed she will tell her husband that she is mistaken and should release Saeed. <laughs> and then uh, Saeed uh, asks why, why, and you know, why would you do this? Why would you forgive me? <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, let's see here. I'm actually kind of distracted because I just saw something in the... Uh, Are you checking the chat? I just saw the chat room. I'm sorry. Stop it. So basically, why don't you, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you want to punish me? Why are you letting me go? And she says, I don't want to, I don't want to be like those boys. And you. And you. And so anyway. Which I thought was the best moment of this whole episode. Yeah. I I still question whether or not Saeed really did it. Do you? Yeah, I I do. I, I wonder if he really did it. But then, of course, I really think this episode makes you think, okay, this is the bad thing that Saeed did in his past. Okay. I'm sure it's one of the bad things Saeed did in his past. Right. Well, Rachel Zisi Lisi has something to add. She is our first caller for the evening. Rachel, hello. Hi. Woo, first caller. First caller. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he did. Because when he first saw her, he didn't flinch or anything. And then... Uh, also, the boiling oil is not something that we've ever seen him do. And I, I really just believe that he didn't do it and that he actually just told her that he did in order to give her closure so that she could move on. And he was uh, using his own feelings about how he felt about the people that he actually did torture and uh, expressing those. I, Stephanie, what do you think? Because that, that's kind of how I was feeling. Although I'm, I felt that after the fact. I mean, after our initial reaction. Uh, thank you very much, Rachel. Uh, because here, here's the point. Um, I totally thought, okay, this is really weird. I was not expecting him to admit it. And then I was really convinced that he was serious. But I still didn't want to accept the fact that that's really Saeed. That's not him. I really felt that when he actually was cut off by saying, I would ne- I've never hit a woman. I really felt that that was true and honest. And so Did he say I've never hit a woman yes. or he did did he say I would never? I don't recall exactly right now, so if because anybody here's else out there the thing. knows. He was part of the Republican Guard. 
he was trained to do these things. He was trained to not show emotion. And he was... I I don't know. You I, trained to do it, okay. I no, yeah. I, I totally I, I, I can see both arguments here. I, I, I definitely see the very real possibility that yes indeed he was responsible for pouring the hot boiling oil over her arms. Maybe she was his breaking point. And and the I mean but at the same time I really don't want to believe that that's who Saeed is. So he was. They've all done things in their past that we don't want to believe of them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But um, but one thing that Rachel said was that we've never seen him do it. Well, of course, we've never seen him do a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't done them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, yeah. yeah, you got to you gotta imagine that there... You got to imagine that this is where he grew up. This was his life. This was all he knew. This well, is what they did. I don't think that was his life before he got into the Republican Guard. I think he got into the Republican Guard. You don't con- think he grew up as an Iraqi boy? Yes, but I don't okay, think he that's grew up I mean. around torturing. No, but he grew up in Iraq. Okay. That was part of his, that was who he was. He- yes, I understand that. But I'm just okay. saying the idea of you don't, just because you grow up in Iraq, regardless of what we perceive on the national television news, I don't think that that means that growing up in the, Growing up in Iraq equates to being completely surrounded by people pouring boiling no. oil on people's arms. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What are you saying? I don't know. Okay. Rachel, Rachel's back on the line, so we're going to bring Rachel back in see what she has to say. Yes, Rachel, go ahead. You're, you're caller number two. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> um, I just don't think that you'd be capable of doing that. I mean, he had access to heat, uh, something that he could have, like, boiled water when he was torturing Ben. And he didn't He didn't go there. He didn't go to something that would permanently disfigure someone. And like, his words to... That we've seen. But in my argument, in my defense, is his words to Ben was, I'm not going to do something that I've promised myself I will never do again. Yeah. He has, he has been that person. He has done those things. But now he has made a commitment... To be a changed man. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't still have to answer for the things that he's done in his past. Yeah. Rachel says this is true. Thank you. And, and, I, and I can definitely see your point. I, that's just... I, I can totally see it from both sides. I just don't think that. Yeah. So. Very cool. I think we don't want to think that, but no, I, we're, we're all entitled to our opinion. That's right. And, and that's totally cool because, I, I mean, I honestly... The episode, the way it was written, leads me to believe that that's the story they're telling. That he actually did do it. And I'm just saying that I really don't like that. And I don't think that it fits the character that well. But then again, it goes with the skeleton in the closet, the bad stuff that's happened, and having the second chance, you know... I would think it would fit his character because now he is a man of boundaries and limitations. Okay. That's a good point. That he didn't have before. Very cool. Well, that's all we... That, you know, really... Uh, we really I, didn't have a lot of flashbacks. There wasn't a lot of flashbacks. There was a lot of island stuff on this, which mm-hmm. is great because I love island I stuff. I know you do. And uh, so it's, it's really important for us to... Go and during the island stuff, we had a lot of mystery stuff kind of revealed. Mm-hmm. So let's do a little bit of exploring the mystery. 
We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring the mystery. All right, so before we get any... any Am I the only one who came out of that sound clip deaf? Uh, Yeah, because our audio is turned up really loud and this is not. So anyway... You could have warned me. Well, every week it's like that. No, it's not. Yeah, Not that loud. No, it really is. Every week. Okay. So anyway, before we get into any of the exploring the mysteries, don't are you angry with me now because I didn't warn you that? that no. Le- <laughs> Go. All right. Before we get into exploring the mystery, there was we had to get into some good old fun time Hurley stuff. Yes. And so Hurley and some folks got together and they're bringing out the uh, ping pong table. And of course, Sawyer approaches the group and says, "Listen, where's my stash, fo- stash folks?" And he has a little encounter with what I will call Zorro versus the hillbilly. Listen, Zorro. Listen, hillbilly. <laughs> that was the most horrible insult. I mean, it was. They have not improved Apollo Bar's uh, lines at any point during this. They're just giving him more bad lines. They are. I mean, and 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 you know, Poor of guy. course, I really feel sorry for the guy. I do. You, you why? For the for, oh, the, for actor. the for the for Rodrigo Santoro, yes. you know, you know, and and not to mention the fact that the every time they just I better think, be paying him a lot of money for such crappy lines. Oh, they're paying him some some money, I'm sure. You know, and and every time I think about Apollo Bar or uh, Paolo or whatever his name is, I think of and and you know. The, and and what did they have to do? You know, Big O had Big O's out there. Hold on, let let me bring Big O on. He didn't request to talk, but I, I, I want to say something to Big O. Hey, Big O, how are He's you, sir? He's putting you on the spot like he often does to me. Are you there, Big O? Hello, hello. Can you? Yeah, hear? I'm here. All right. Hey, Big O, on your on your uh, initial reaction podcast that you did over at Cranky Fanatic here on Talk Shoe after the episode, you had mentioned you were wondering why in the world did they focus in on the, the toilet paper. I have the answer yeah. for you. Oh, great. It, uh, it was the point was that that he had just come back from doing his business with the Guns and Ammo magazine. And Sawyer said, I want it back, Zorro. And he says, listen, if you want it, Hillbilly, take it. And and then, of course, they made a point to look that it was kind of rolled up in, in a circle. And that then they show the close-up of it right next to the toilet paper on the stick, meaning that he's just been doing some things. And then Sawyer looks and says... No Ugh. thanks. Keep it. Thanks. Yeah. No thanks. Oh, gotcha. Aha. Well, that makes sense. I only picked it up because I watched it a second time, so I just thought right, I'd share yeah. that with you, sir. <laughs> thanks. No problem. So we got. Well, a, although that is. You that men is did not visual. pick that up the first time. Did you pick it up the first time, Stephanie? I have three kids who I take to the bathroom very frequently. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Who often want to hand things to you without washing their hands. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Big O? I'm just saying that although that is a disturbing image of, of him and, <laughs> you know, all that, but, what, what, <laughs> but whatever. No, that, that is, it is a very disturbing Absolutely. image. And the one thing I don't understand is why did he wrap it back up in the Dharma paper roll, you know, wrapper? It, it's as if it was unused. And maybe, could it be, and this is very disgusting, 
Could it be? I don't, don't go disgusting. Yeah, we won't go disgusting. Don't. In fact, let's just go on over to Mark Tafoya and uh, ask Mark to save me from going down that road. Please. Hey, please. Mark, what you got on your mind? Well, well, we were all here in the chat room saying, but the toilet paper was still wrapped. No one wraps it, like puts the wrapper back on the toilet paper. He obviously was on his way. He hadn't gone yet. Ah, you think that's what it was? Well, Sawyer got the idea he was on his way back. Put the little tissue back around the roll of it, toilet paper again. It didn't make sense to me either, but it seemed that Sawyer was already pretty disgusted by the fact that he, I, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Sawyer probably you know, just Nike figured that. Just, Nike had just made him lunch. He enjoyed his lunch. Now he's going to go to have a little post-lunch, you know, <laughs> leisure time. Gotcha. All right, Steph, what were you going to say? I was going to say that Sawyer probably just figured he yeah. Done that the day before, the day before that. And you right. Know what I mean. Very cool. All right. So anyway, we have a little uh, bet that is kind of made between Sawyer and the, the groupies there. Yes. And Sun and Jin have a conversation. And of course, then what what was the deal? If Sawyer she wins. She totally spoke to him in Korean. I know. What was up with that? Little not promise keeper <laughs> little not promise i like that stephanie you little not promise keeper you that's great thanks <laughs> what was what was that thing we heard the other day matt did matthew say something like that do you remember? i don't know matthew says lots of funny things he says some really adorable things He's hey can i give another quick plug real For quick my Shane. crazy life my crazy life episode 99 is 15 minutes of me spending uh, some time with Matthew in front of a microphone, <laughs> and 15 minutes of me spending uh, time with Megan behind a microphone. Yeah. If you guys get a chance, go to gspn.tv. Click- God love them. They were only spending time with Dad because they made a dollar. <laughs> I know. I had to pay them <laughs> to spend time with me. But uh, it, it, it's a great episode, and, and you get to hear what, what Matthew, my son Matthew and my daughter Megan would say if they were paid a dollar to sit in front of a microphone <laughs> with Dad for 15 minutes. So that's episode. I heard they had a good time though. Episode ninety nine. I haven't listened yet. It was it was a good time. I should probably try to update my iPod. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. We've got Edith Baker on the line. Edith, go ahead. Hi. Just getting back on that toilet thing because I caught that right away. Uh, it may be also that that's part of their protocol that when they finish their business, they put the wrapper on because it is in a beach. It is sandy. You don't want it dirty. So you wrap that up. That wrap that- it. Wrap it up. I like it. Wrap it up. Okay, I'll take it. We don't need a song. Wrap it up. I'll take it. I, okay. I said no. All right. So uh, later we find out that uh, Hurley is uh, going over to, uh, let's see. Oh, he Hurley finds uh, Sawyer cleaning his glasses and he's sulking. Uh, obviously, Hurley's won the match and said he's had plenty of pra- practice in the Insta. And he goes uh, at this guy's basement that we used to hang out at. And, no, uh, his mom used to have one in the basement. Oh, is that what he said? Yes, he said they um, had one at the inset, this oh, place right. where I hung out at, and my mom had one in her basement. There, you're <clears> right, <throat> absolutely. And then, of course, uh, he gives Sawyer his pornographic magazines back, and he says, "Listen, I, I know you're a man with needs, or something like that." That, <laughs> that was a little too much information there, Mister Hurley. And uh, that one had me going, uh, it's like, no, let's not go there. And Sawyer starts to call him a name, and obviously he's not, he's allowed. not allowed. So then we find... Some people are kind of upset about that. Who's upset? Like my good friend Sarah. 
Oh, is she? She's really upset because I was talking to her the other day. Well, today, actually, they just watched it last night. And, um, and I, she said, or I had mentioned that each of our episodes is like only one or two days on the island. So Mm -hmm. theoretically it could last the rest of the season. Yes. With the no nicknames. She's like, oh, I hope not because I really look forward to them and all this. I'm like, it'd be about four episodes, I think three or four episodes, but I think there's going to be, unless they come back and it's been a week. I think that, (laughs) I think that what they're going to do is they're going to make him say other things that are quick witted and funny. Probably. But aren't nicknames, and they're going to add a whole new dimension yeah. to his his wit. So. so I'm actually looking forward to how they I am too. They, they play it in, even though it does not have anything to do with the mystery whatsoever. I really have enjoyed his 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 nicknames, and I think they're just going to branch out from nicknames now. I agree. That's what I told her. Yeah, and then of course, uh, mentioning days mm-hmm. on the island. This is Enter Seven Seven. Do you know what day on the island the Losties have been there now? Since the crash? 77. 77 days there, baby. That was a pretty good guess. Yes, it is. Very good. <laughs> Here, hold on, hold on. Uh, there you go. Very good. <laughs> what that had to do with anything, I don't know. So later, at the flame. <laughs> at the flame, which was a great foreshadowing of the end of the episode. <laughs> yes, we're it like, was. why in the world do they call this the flame? That now, would be why. Now we know. It should have been more like... Oh, I don't know. I can't think of something now. Okay, the bomb. <laughs> the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. You dropped a bomb on me. Baby, you <laughs> dropped a bomb on me. You called for that one. I know. You totally set me up. <laughs> Turn me. But, yeah. Okay, anyway. go ahead. All right. All right. So, Saeed confronts John That's about his plan fun. to use the heading of 305, which he got from Echo, Str- Echo Stick, Stick to navigate the way. And then he goes to um, pick some fruit, and he hears something. A cowbell. And, of course, (laughs) (laughs) Saeed. Where do you get this stuff? Oh, I get all kinds of stuff, babe. I know. I know. Go ahead. And then, of course, Saeed is shocked to hear somebody whistle for the animal. And through the bushes, he sees a small Small building building with a satellite dish on top. Okay, if anybody wants to find out what we're reading from, just go to lostpedia.com and uh, navigate through episodes in season three in this episode, and you'll see what she's what, how it's we're reading fun. this. All right, and then of course there was there was a a cow, but I did not catch this the first time around. I did not even know this, and in fact, it's important to know coming up. But there was another animal outside other than the cat because i saw the cat and i saw the cow i just did not see the you didn't see the horse i did not see the horse at all were you not paying attention i wasn't paying attention were you sleeping you didn't catch the toilet paper you didn't catch the horse yeah you know what else did you miss i i went i went into this episode tired and cranky and i still caught both of those you know and uh, the one thing i was looking for was the vw bus and I couldn't figure out what happened, and I just figured Hurley had a crash. <laughs> so anyway, moving right along. That didn't crash. Oh, hold on. That's as good as I can do, babe. All right, so anyway, after okay. circling the area, 
Saeed confirms to everybody that, hey, there's nobody around. This is isolated. Uh, and, you know, hey, this satellite dish, it's probably going to be able to broadcast for miles uh, and or thousands of miles. And he asked if da- Danielle uh, is it recognizes this as the tower. And Danielle says, and, and she is very, adamant, I've never I've been never, here. I've never been here. And it's like, yeah, right. I mean, you've been on the island for 16 years and you've never been here. She's just walking in circles. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I'm telling you, I, I honestly, so I, I'm more adamant now that Danielle is another. And she's she's another. Uh, okay, I believe that the guy, uh, what's his name? Hold on. I'll tell you in just a second. How about we get down? Mikhail. We'll, we'll, I'll talk about Mikhail in a minute. But anyway, I believe Danielle knows the guy inside and is afraid that the guy inside would reveal who she is who she is and that she works for them because or is she just following protocol no she is because mrs clue says shoot me shoot yourself and now danielle's all let's kill him we've got to kill him well she we've got to kill him because she's going to give me he's going to give me away eventually he doesn't remember me right now but he will and I'll get to that in just a second. So here we go. Or he totally knows who I am and he's going to blow my cover. Yeah. So if we kill him, she stays safe. Undercover. Exactly. Which is why she wanted right to stay a behind. Big old trap. Anyway, I, I'm still not sure she's another. I'm just giving you all that information. Very cool. Because i nice. Okay. So basically, uh, she says she's never seen this place. Saeed then tells Kate. Kate. <laughs> his plan to well you're just approach- reading it all well you read some Saeed plan- <laughs> t- go ahead Saeed tells Kate his plan to approach unarmed with the other three as backup in hiding Danielle says that she had survived on the island for so long by avoiding such confrontations and will wait for them by the stream okay now listen to this because you we were talking about the fact that's that- got a song in it somewhere what by the stream yeah. I'll wait for you <laughs> by the stream. I didn't ask for one. I just said it was there. La, la. Okay. So, any, <laughs> anytime you mention a song, babe, I'm going to sing. All right. Well, you cannot do that to me because you know that everything that in my life I, pop, pops a song into my head. I know. Fiver12 in the chat room says, no singing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I should be allowed to mention songs but not have you sing them. Yeah, whatever. All right. So anyway, he, you rem- we were talking about the fact that he has t- TV smarts. You know, how did he know this? Yes, how I brought did he that know up. That? I brought that. There up. are two things that I want to point out that I I learned from Lostpedia.com. What's that? How did he know that there was another person? And it says here because Sa- he is trained. No, it's not. He's observant, just like you're observant. He's Remember? trained to be observant. Okay, he's, he's a tra- man. Men are not naturally observant. Okay, but listen, most men. Most I take men that are back. not. Okay, most men, including my husband, are not naturally observant. This is true. They have to be trained that way. I gotcha. Trained. Trained. So anyway, Saeed approaches the building with his hands in the air. And he notices the saddle on the horse, and then, and then, of course, he he sees the cat sitting on the table, and Which later he gets totally freaked out by. But later, he shares the fact when he he gets suspicious and he's talking to Kate, the ha- the 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 horse was saddled for a much 
small, sure. a much smaller person, which is why he knew that that was not his horse. Mm-hmm. And the horse was saddled, so he knew that somebody else was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one thing. And then, of course, with the cat... Are you trying to explain that to me or to yourself? I'm trying to explain how he knew about the trapdoor. The cat... Right. The cat scratched on the carpet. Uh, why didn't you bring this up in our initial reaction podcast? I was tired and cranky. It was like 12 o'clock. Well, it's 10.07 now. You That's should... two hours. Okay. You I keep me you. on here for another two hours. You see what I have to say. See, the, where, <laughs> where Stephanie is right now is how she is right when we start watching Lost. <laughs> so anyway, moving right along. Uh, I'm so, telling you, these people are really going to like me at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I think. Well, anyway, they have a little encounter with Mr. Patchy. Are you going to even acknowledge that I'm no, here? No, what did you just say? Nothing. It, it's quiet now. Yes, it is. I, you I, don't listen to I, me. I need a cricket sound effect. <laughs> How about a pencil sharpener? That's annoying. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I said they're really going to like me at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I think they will. Come out and see Stephanie while she's awake. <laughs> How cool will that be? All right. So, and, and Cliff will put pants on. <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. I really do have pants on, okay? Today. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, moving right along. That's why we don't video podcast. I know. I mean, you know, seriously. <laughs> we're in not- our house. We can do it. <laughs> That's not seriously why. It's because Cliff has a face for radio. <laughs> Alright, so basically they're, they have a little thing, uh, and then of course Kate up. is restrained from acting uh, by, lo- I don't even know where we're at in this little thing, do you? <laughs> anyway, no, we, there's really, some interaction, so... you know, and we find out that they're they're kind of cautious of this, and, and they've pretty much determined that Mikhail uh, is not telling the truth, and uh, what, a couple things that Mikhail said, though, is that he seemingly gave some very correct information, but at the same time seemingly gave some incorrect information. Uh-huh. Um, let me. He says, uh, Mikhail offers to help Saeed's wound, saying that he spent some time in the Soviet Army in Afghanistan uh, getting field medicine experience, which this is going to be somewhat um, confirmed in the documents that Locke saw. Okay. Mikhail asked Kate to get the medical kit from the kitchen, uh, so and he starts to patch up Saeed. And then uh, he grew. He says that he grew up in Kiev and joined the Soviet Army, and he was stationed at... A listening post. Don't... Oh, hold on. Uh, he was stationed at... A listening post. Okay. Thank you, Scott. Yes, thank you, Scott. So he was listening. He was stationed at a listening post, just like Penelope Whitmore's men. Men. So, mm-hmm. Hmm, hmm. very interesting. Anyway, uh, his unit was. He says his unit was dis- decommissioned uh, when the Cold War had ended, and uh, he would later reply to a newspaper ad- ad- advertisement. If we were in the UK, like uh, one of our listeners yes. in the chat room is. Uh, he he answered a, an advertisement that said, "Would you like to save the world?" Did he save the cheerleader? Save the cheerleader, save the world. <laughs> so here's the situation: save the world has to go uh, along with this whole. Is this the Valenzetti equation? Is it 
is this whole idea of the Dharma Initiative to save the world from inevitable doom. In fact, you remember the cow? Jumped over the moon? <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> but anyway, the cow, the red heifer, is viewed... What is so funny about the word heifer, Stephanie? The red heifer. <laughs> the only person that uses that is my nanny. Really? <laughs> Seriously. Well, she raises cows. She knows they're called heifers. I, well, I know that too. I. It's just never mind. Thank God I'm a country boy. All right. Yeah. John got me a, got no me a fiddle. No more singing. I need a mute button for him. You can't mute me. <laughs> God, that's the truth. All right, so where was I? The I red heifer. <laughs> That's right. I'm just going to say red heifer over and over. Heifer, 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 heifer. <laughs> Stephanie's going to just laugh all night long. Heifer. The red heifer. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> I think it's the red part that was the funniest. <laughs> okay, did you see the not-so-purple heifer? <laughs> You're right, it's heifer. Go ahead. <laughs> I know, it's the heifer. <laughs> Don't get me started on this. Because I'll start saying, I love to laugh. <laughs> uh, anyway. Where were you? I have no idea. Red anyway, the, the red heifer. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I made you laugh now. <laughs> the red, Sorry, people. <laughs> the red heifer is seen as a symbol of the apocalypse in some yes. tradi- in yes. some things out there right. i just thought that was interesting to know just looks like dinner in the freezer to me so mikhail asked kate to go get the medical kit we've already talked about that a couple of whiles a, a little while ago couple while <laughs> a couple <of> while ago <laughs> but um he says that everyone else in the dharma <laughs> initiative uh died uh, in a foolish attack they called the purge what page uh, are we on <laughs> the very bottom of page three babe okay Okay, so I want you to hear. Did you hear what I said? Yes, everyone was died during the purge. Okay, in a group, uh, the purge on a group called the what? The hostiles. The hostiles. Now I want people to take a pen and a piece of paper and write hostiles <laughs> on a piece on, on, on a piece of paper. And uh, here, hold on. Let me get my pencil sharpened. Stop it. There we go. Um, you got to start over. It broke. <laughs> no, really don't. <laughs> okay, thank you. So anyway, you, you take hostiles, and if you mm-hmm. rearrange the letters there, it becomes an anagram that says, He is lost. Huh. He is lost. Now, who is lost? He Mi- is. Mikhail is lost. And we know this because John finds... Some stuff. Now, before we go in to talk about what John finds, uh, Mark Tafoya is on the line, and he wants to uh, add something to the conversation. Or do you want to sing a song? Hey, you know how? You know how? It's, oh, I, don't get me started on singing. I, I'll sing a lot of stuff, but I won't because people in the, in the chat room will go crazy. Um, but it depends. Do you have I, a nice no, singing we, voice? We can't skip over talking about Mikhail Bakunin. Well, uh, you're going to need to do that, yet Mark. Yet another reference. Here's another historical reference to someone who is sort of a philosopher. Mikhail uh, Bakunin was a very famous Russian anarchist in the 19th century, and he was a contemporary of Karl Marx, um, which I think it's interesting that they should name the guy who's living all by himself uh, out in the woods an anarchist. Sort of interesting. That is interesting. 
and uh, this guy sort of um, he he sort of influenced a lot of uh, people and was influenced by a lot of uh, of prominent writers in the 19th century. Uh, but the main thing is that he was an anarchist, and he was sort of the the father of the um, of the Russian anarchist movement. Do you think that maybe he is supposedly like an anarchist of the Dharma Initiative? Well, I mean, I, I, it would it would sort of I don't know. I mean, just the, the, I just thought it was interesting that he was living by himself. I mean, if he were if he really were working for Dharma, it would sort of not make sense for him to be an anarchist because obviously, by definition, an anarchist would be someone who's against any kind of uh, uh, government or or um, or organization, so to speak, like Dharma. But uh, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. But the way that isn't that what he said happened game. though? Is that there was the purge and he decided not to participate? Yeah, maybe so. And it's interesting that they used the word purge because they were a lo- there were a lot of purges throughout 19th and the early 20th century in Russia. Hmm. It's an interesting theory. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you, Mark. All right. So, so Stephanie, here's here's where we're going with this. All right. Um, he says that you know the Dharma f- folks or the others or whatever weren't interested in the satellite dish because it hadn't functioned in years, which I think is wrong. I believe that it, it hasn't, ha- functioned hasn't functioned since in... the sky turned purple. Exactly, and the comms went down. Right, and that's why Mrs. Clue was sent to communicate to fix the communications. That's or why to she communicate. was there. Okay, or to communicate. I think I think she went there to see why the comms were down. Well, they already know why the comms are down. Because the sky turned purple? Yes. <laughs> All I know is that the sky turned purple, I just go get myself a salad. You see how that's working for me. <laughs> anyway, Locke looks at a document that was written on a... Stephanie? I have no idea where you are. Uh, point three on page four. Locke looks at a document in a... Oh, typewriter written. That totally was you, bad timing. That was my fault. That was cheesy. It was. I shouldn't have it done was. that. Yeah. That like that probably just cost me four negative reviews in iTunes. Who cares? That alone. Big deal. All right, moving right so, along. So this document type, okay. was written in Russian and there were some notes written in red. And here uh from the again, everything being from lostpedia.com. Uh, here are some things that you could read as it was translated into English. We're lost in his ha- in his land, and they must, and then we don't know what the rest of that was at the beginning or the end, force and, if necessary, through complete social, and then something. And listen to this. In some measure pushed Andrev, is it Andre or Andrev? Um... Andre, in some measure, pushed Andre. And then you have red note number one off to the side. And it's written, uh, my name also Andre, is what was written in red. And then it says, away, Naji was not. And then it says, Afghan resistance. However, he was an excellent, and then it's broken off. It says, he was a second cousin of an influential something. Uh, who controlled one of the north northwestern, and it cuts off. Uh, he was a specialist helping, and then we don't know. 
and then it was something used against and then of courage Naji compensated with his wits of a fundamentalist just like all the radicals of the time Naji something and then listen to this it says believed that they were holding back the West and were paving the way for Allah so that he could erase the infidels from the face of the earth at the time that Andre believed that the fall of the Afghanistan of Afghanistan will become an impulse for a new social revolution and then we have read note number two and it's written I have forgotten so much about Afghanistan and I'm wondering if Macau is actually Andre and they haven't done something to brainwash him or to make him forget who he is and I, I don't know there there's something about him where he's revealing an awful lot I mean because it's confirmed about the sonar and all that other stuff about you know the, where these lines are the submarines why would he share so much stuff that seemingly is confirmed by other things there but at the same time he's not sharing who he really is and mm -hmm. uh, I and and if, why is Danielle afraid of him you know does she know that he could possibly regain his memory and give her away um i don't know so anyway that that is very uh interesting and so there is more about the document you can find at lostpedia.com but then they find another room in which the computer is displaying a chess game and of course we already talked about the do you want to play a game thing anyway you don't care right okay no all right <laughs> no yes i care i'm all right, and then of course um, they have a little talk, and then uh, Andre goes to pee in a um, pitcher of ice. Is that what you said? You mean Mikhail? Yeah. Huh? What did I say, Andre? Yes. I'm already calling him Andre. I said they didn't show how long he was in the kitchen. Right. They didn't show him while he was in there. He made his ice. He made his probably, tea himself. It was probably white tea. And well, he and he also said, "I'm sorry, it's a little bitter." So, you skipped over the part where Saeed totally freaked out when he called his cat Nadia. Oh yeah, and of course that made him remind reminded him of his his old lady friend. All right, well, so I don't think she's old. They they have basically Saeed shares with Kate that you know he they're not alone. He's not, he's another. He's not he's not a Dartmouth person like he says. And then they have this fight, you know. And and I'm I was really shocked to see. Mikhail actually break down first. Do you, you know were. what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't think he was going to What were you say. looking for? I was just checking the time. Oh. Why? Just making sure we were recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> recording. Wouldn't that suck? Yeah. Yeah. We've been there, done that. Uh, but anyway, the, they he talks about the cables. He does all these other things. And then, of course, there's the fight. And then we find out uh, going, Saeed and Kate go downstairs uh, leaving Locke upstairs with the unconscious Seriously, prisoner. You know, Locke, he should have left Kate on the prisoner and taken Locke downstairs with him. Right. Because you just can't leave John Locke alone. So Locke with the computer. It's like a five-year-old boy. No doubt. I thought we were going to get really cool Hunter Man. I'm like totally in control of everything. I'm, I, I'm the man to be in charge and know what I'm doing, Locke. I thought we were going to get him back. Now we got... Oops, I pushed that button again. Yeah. I mean, oops. whatever. So, anyway, we he does push the button and we get a Dr. Marvin Campbell. Only he's mm -hmm. gone digital. 
He's moving up in the world. He's moving up. So, and then of course we have manual override achieved, and there were different codes that you can push push into uh, to do an uplink mm-hmm. or to do uh, mainland communication. To get a pallet drop. You oh yes, a pallet drop, which uh, ma- makes me think. You know, is this how those pallet drops are coming, or mm-hmm. do those come automatically? And this is just for a manual one. So that's a good idea or good thought mm-hmm. there. Anyway, and of course, there's the sonar accents or access, and then there's the incursion. Okay, mm-hmm. and everything happened to be inoperable, obviously, except for code seventy-seven. And uh, Locke's finger hovers over the seven key, and he gets attacked from behind from Mikhail. And of course, they find downstairs that it's rigged with dynamite. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kate investigates a closet and is attacked by Mrs. Clue. Saeed arrives and uh, uh, makes her drop her gun, and Kate does what? Kate hits her. Beats the crap out of her. <laughs> she helped kidnap us. Yeah, he knows where they're at. Yep. And uh, basically, they, they go outside, and then Clue gets plugged in the heart, and of course, tells him before doing so that you <laughs> must also for kill it, though. She did. <laughs> Do it now. And uh, Mikhail wants to I be killed himself. I they were speaking in Russian, though. That was neat. That was cool. Yep. Some t- subtitles would have been nice. <laughs> well, was, I think it was... No, I yeah. think that would have taken away from that I scene. Agree. And it of course... Have... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just agreeing. I, yeah. All right. And then Mikhail actually says, listen, I, I lied. I've never been a member of Dharma. But everything else he said was true. Uh, and that the Dharma really did attack the others. Now, what... I, I just don't understand him. What I mean, that is, I mean, it's good mystery stuff for me. It's a great way to write it. How much do you trust? Do we trust this or do we trust this? I mean, what and what does he know that he doesn't want to let out? And so, anyway, Michael refuses to lead them to the to the camp, but he Saeed says, "Listen, I found a map." Uh, and then I love course, how he assumed that he was the key. I know. That he assumed that he was their ticket in. Right. And, it's and like, obviously, he's not. Yeah, and he seemed a little <clears throat> worried. He did. He looked a little freaked out. When he saw that he had a, a map that said <laughs> barracks on it. And then, of course, Michael threatened to kill them the next time they let their guard down. And then Danielle's like, listen, you already heard him. He's going to kill you. You, sh- you should just, let's just shoot him now. I'm telling you, I'm afraid. I mean, she doesn't recognize him, but I think he and her... Have a past. He could have been on her. And I and I he, think that he could have been on her team when she crashed. Could have been, and I also believe that uh, Kelvin was also probably somebody who was hooked up with this Mikael guy. Okay. So anyway, let's see here. Um, that's pretty much. Uh, all we, oh, no. Well, no. Sa- Saeed takes... Go ahead and read the last parts there, babe. Where are we? However, Saeed takes responsibility. For deciding Mikhail's fate and refuses to kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Locke and Kate join them, and Locke says he knows why Mikhail didn't want him um, playing with the computer, and then the station explodes. Which, by the way, I want to say something. Which means John Locke doesn't know anything, because he didn't know it would explode. He didn't seem to know that it would explode. So... Mm-hmm there's something in me that says, okay, John says, oh, now I know why he doesn't want me to, to didn't want me to push 7-7. So seven. something happened. So something happened that he thinks is important. 
And it's not necessarily that the thing's going to blow up because he kind of walked out slowly. And you can see his face when he looks up after the explosion. Like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Right. So did I do that? Exactly. Oops, <laughs> did I? Yeah. But So there is something that he saw. That computer did something, said something, that I think we're going to find out that he they did not lose their only chance or their only hope of communicating with the outside world. That maybe Morgan and Candle, after he hit 7-7, told him and gave him some instructions on what to do next now that the infidels have struck. Dun. Oh. Uh. All right. So anyway, that's and, and that triggers the end of the episode. All right? Yes. Okay. And then, of course... Um, oh, but the cat survived the... Yes. The, the cat, cat survived the explosion. The cat did survive. You got to totally love that. Yeah. And then we have Mike on the line. Mike is requesting to chat with us. Mike, how's it going? Uh, sorry about that. I'm all right here. Um, one thing I always I took out of it at, uh, with uh, Locke's character was that his, his, what he was doing in the Swan Station was pushing the button. It, it, and he, you know, the, guy, the, the video said, push the button. He said, no, I'm not going to push the button. It blows up. Now he finds a new computer that says push 77 if they've um, taken over, and well, he feels he's got to re- he's got to uh, follow the computer. That's sort of his job now. That that that's a good point. So, in in actuality, what he's doing what is is basically what he feels like he messed up doing before. He's he's mm-hmm. he's got to do whatever Sorry. instructions are there. Right. Okay. I I would go with that. Next up, we have Eric Fisher. And by the way, before Eric gets on here, um, I just want to encourage everybody. That, that's pretty much all that I have. I have some other things I can bring up just uh, as, as additional things. But if you want to request the talk and give some thoughts and feelings on this episode, now's your chance. Uh, Eric, go ahead. What do you got to say? Oh, I, I was going to say that uh, Locke's mission is not really to get off the island. Locke's mission is to figure out the island's mystery. Oh yeah. So he's he's trying to you know figure out what what all the hatches mean and what all the you know the intricate relationships and details between all these different people we're finding out about. Not communicate and get off the island like everybody else is. You know, Eric, you make a very uh, valid point there, and I completely forgot about that. And that's why I love having this live show because. Locke has never wanted to get off the island. I mean, Locke off the island is a man in a wheelchair. And this he, he says, this is my destiny. And so, in a way, you're absolutely right. It, his, his goal isn't to get off of there and to go and get help. Heather B. is next up. And uh, let me see if I can get Heather into the room here. Heather, can you hear me? Yes. And would you... Yeah, I'm just commenting. Um, how does it? How does the computer and Saeed and Seventy Seven? How do they all, you know, work together for that episode? You, do you know what I mean? Do you have any ideas? Well, I don't. I mean, you're showing Saeed's background and you know him maybe being a torturer, maybe not that woman, but how does that all affect Chess? And you know, and then blowing it up. I'm just I'm trying to understand that. That's all. So you're saying you're having a hard time understanding how Saeed's flashback really has a lot to do with the foreshadowing of what's going on in this episode. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. What is the the maybe um, they tortured people there or something or you know it had to burn or something you know symbolically. I don't know. 
it's just interesting that Saeed's background is in this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. And in, in, in fact, I felt as though um, this episode was kind of like, well, we have to do a Saeed-centric flashback because we haven't done one in so long. And I think that the only real ties that they gave was the cat. I mean, if you look at screen captures of the cat on the island and the cat that, um, what was her name, Stephanie? Nadia. No, not Nadia. Mer- Mir- Amir. Amir. Is that her name? Amira. Amira. Anyway, the, the two cats are identical. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't use the same cat to play both. Both parts. Um, so I, I really felt that that was really the only tie-in between what was going on on the island and what was actually happening in the flashbacks as far as memory. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. There, there didn't seem to be a lot of connection. So if anybody else has ideas on that, I encourage you to hit the request to talk button. And uh, Edith Baker, I think, has something to share. So go ahead, Edith. Hi. Uh, I, I got the idea that the reason they were showing Saeed being tortured and then this particular scene is because he spared uh, Mikhail's life. And the reason he spared is that he kept looking at the cat and he remembered how that woman spared his life. And it was a mission of pity or a mission of, of letting other person live and not going to the raw of killing. And just to let you know, I don't know anything about cats that much. I'm more of a dog lover. But all my friends who, who love cats, they say that was three cats. It was not the same cat. Ah, okay. Do but you- it might have been, you know, it could be that he saw that cat and reminded him of the cat that the woman had. It must not, might not have been the cat. It may have been just the island playing games with his thoughts, or maybe just his remorse. You know, that's a that's a very good point. In fact, uh, I didn't think about that, but uh, just like Kate saw the horse, and just like Jack saw his dad, just like uh, Shannon saw Walt, or and Echo saw Yemi, maybe Saeed is seeing the... The cat. The cat. So that... that That's very an well... awful vision to have. What? A cat? Oh. <laughs> Following you around the island? At least it's not a black cat. A little superstitious there. Rachel ZC Lisi has... Worse, it's a tortured cat. <laughs> it's a tortured cat. Go ahead, uh, Rachel. Yeah, my comment was actually back on lock. Um, actually, I have two. First, I'm officially revoking his computer privileges. He's grounded. <laughs> No doubt. And and the other thing is that yes, he he has always been about uh, figuring out the mystery of the island, but he also knows how badly he messed up by not continuing to press the button like he was supposed to. And this could possibly have been a way for him to try to make it up to the other people that are there. Yeah, that could be. Very well, could be. Well, I'll tell you what, um, if anybody else has anything else they want to add, I do want to allow you to do that. Oh, wait, Edith is back on. Okay, Edith, go ahead. Hi, I just rewatched the scenes, and um, Saeed does say, I would never touch a woman. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of... So I'm kind of, I have feelings that he, maybe he didn't do it, he just did it to give that woman some peace of mind. That's what I'm thinking. That, but but I could see it either way. Yeah, and then he would tie in even more with the pity and the remorse and not doing harm to others. Right. Not necessary. Absolutely. 
And and I think I you know I think it could work out either way in that situation. I'm gonna bring Big O on here in just a moment because I don't have a lot of lost in the news. So I do, but there is something that's very very huge as far as lost in the news, and I'm gonna bring in Big O to tell us about it. Lost in the news. Okay, so we have Orion Colmer on the line, also known as Big O. And he does a podcast called Yes. Oh, uh, just saying hi. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not done introducing you yet. Hold on. Um, okay. Did I get your name right, right? Oran Colmer? Yep. Uh, or someone in the in the chat room called me Big Nine. Big Nine? What's the Big Nine? <laughs> it was a typo. Ah. Uh, but you know, but, but that worked too. Very Whatever. cool. So, Big O, you have a podcast called The Cranky Fanatic, which is awesome, by the way. I, I really enjoy it. And oh, of, thank you very much. You have this incredible knack for going out and being uh, forward-thinking and and moving out into the area of bugging people and say, "Hey, can I interview you?" And you recently <laughs> you recently got to interview somebody, didn't you? I sure did. It was a big moment. And why don't you tell us about it and then tell us how we could possibly hear that episode? Yeah, um, I had the privilege of interviewing Jorge Garcia, who, as anyone listening to this is already aware, is the actor that plays um, plays Hurley on the show. Um, uh, he he hangs out at the fuselage and answers uh, um, fan questions, and uh, so I contacted him on there and asked him to to be on the show, and uh, he kind of you know, politely said, I don't know, maybe I'd have to listen to your show, that kind of thing. And I didn't think anything else of it. And then several months later, out of nowhere, he emails me and uh, said he wants to be on the show. And so I emailed him last Saturday, um, right after the the uh, Hurley episode aired. And uh, we talked for about 40 minutes. It was a great, uh, candid interview, and he's a super nice guy. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, so, yeah, you can check that out at uh, crankyfanatic.com. Um, and um, it's the second, at, at this point, it's the second show back in my feed. And uh, and I've got some other cool interviews coming up, too, that, that I, I can't talk about all of them yet because they're not in stone. But I've got some cool things coming up soon as well. Very cool. Well, guys, I, I will tell you, I have heard that interview myself, and it is an excellent interview. And I encourage you to go over to crankyfanatic.com and and definitely go and listen to that. Jorge Garcia, as far as I'm concerned, as being a celebrity, is probably one of the most down-to-earth celebrities that you could ever imagine. His interaction with a fan community and fan base is unparalleled by any other actor I've ever seen in my life. And I, I've said it before on this podcast, I guarantee you, if you go and find him on the fuselage, which is not very hard to do, uh, if you can figure out how to go to the fuselage.com, go to the threaded forum and look for uh, the official section where they have all the actors, drill down to Jorge, you ask him a question, I guarantee you within 15 days, you will have a response to your question. Guaranteed. In fact, uh, he, he's just amazing. And, and the interview that Big O did with uh, Jorge was really cool. So I strongly encourage people to check that out. If you're a Lost fan, I think you'll probably want to do that. So anyway, um, do, 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 do. oh, there were a couple things in this in this episode that I just wanted to point out that there were some storyline things. 
Um, first of all, we had Paulo told Sawyer, uh, we share things now, which is a little bit more of like economics lock style or uh, tribal economics. Whereas Sawyer told Hurley, you know, hey, we need to do a little quid pro quid pro pro, uh, which is kind of more like capitalism. And mm-hmm. so there was the the two different economies that were trying to go happen on the island there. And then there were two missions that we can look at in the storyline analysis. One is that the mission to Locke's heading from Echo Stick has now been completed. So now we, we know where the Echo Stick was pointing to. It was pointing to the flame station. Okay. Okay, so that has now been completed, which another mission, however, had begun, and that was the mission to find the barracks. And now we are well underway on that mission. So the storyline is still progressing forward. And I am very excited about the at the rate in which this story is now progressing. In fact, um, let's see here. There are some unanswered questions. Uh, like the, the flame, was it the only means of communicating with the outside world? Was there something that John Locke saw after he hit 7-7? Uh, why did uh, B. Clue apparently think it was necessary for Mikhail to kill her rather than to allow her to be captured? Um, and then why did the Darman Initiative deem it necessary to destroy the flame in the event of an incursion incursion by the hostiles? I mean, it seems a little... I mean, what are they going to do, right? Mm-hmm. So is there something that could have been done that that could have destroyed the world even? You know, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe. Did, did enter se- entering 7-7 into the computer trigger anything else other than the explosion? And maybe that's know. what Locke was thinking about. Uh, did the purge really occur? And if so, what was the source of the conflict between the Dharma people and the others? And did Saeed really torture Amira? I don't think that that was answered. I, li- I think it was left unanswered. And then, of course, if Saeed really worked in Paris, we've already brought this up. Uh, if he worked in Paris for any amount of time, why wouldn't he remember any of the French women or French that he had when he heard the dis- the French woman's distress call in the pilot part two? And then, uh, how did Michael lose his eye? Was he the incident that happened, and was that his glass eye that they found with the Bible? Okay. And is he the one who is doctoring Doctor Marvin Candle footage? Uh, and then, of course, uh, while you know, why? Let's see here. While the cat survived, what was the fate of the other animals? You know, did the cow get away? Did the horse get away? We don't know that. The dish ran away with a spoon. Thank you. You're welcome. You guys said this is the cow get away. I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. I was just wondering if you were going to let me talk again, really. Yeah. I, w- I thought I, I was really... done for the night. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and then Edith Baker wants to say something. And then, Stephanie, I'll, I'll let you speak for a while while I shut up. Edith, go ahead. I got, a, I got a lot out of this uh, episode. I do have an answer for why B wanted killed. If you remember, uh, Kate recognized her and said she was there. She was one of them who put our uh, covers on our head. She knows where Jack is. Right. And she did not want that information out of her mouth. What? I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to meet you too soon. No. I, did you Did you want to add anything else? Yes, I had. The, there was another question you had about. Now I forgot because you unmuted me and I went ah. That's okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me let me comment on what you just said and then think okay. about the other one and I'll bring you back on. Okay. So so here's the thing. Um, that really doesn't answer it for me. 
I mean, here's the situation. This island isn't like so huge that they couldn't go and find this this barrack, these barracks, okay? I don't think that her convincing Mikhail to kill her and himself is going to keep them from finding the barracks or the community. So I really don't see that. But there, for me, why did she have herself killed? Why did she, in essence, commit suicide? It's because she personally must have some kind of information that could be tortured from her that she did not want to have have given out. And if there's any any sense of indication, oh, that's great. Did I just? Did you do it again? No. Oh, okay. Uh, display driver stopped responding and has recovered. Okay, well it's back, okay. and we're back. So anyway, if there's we any really if there's done. any indication that perhaps Saeed was capable of pouring boiling oil on somebody on a woman's arms, then it's it would Mrs. make Mrs. Clue killing herself. It would be Mrs. Clue killing herself, being afraid of such torture, to where she would finally give answers as well, and that would answer. Uh, I think it was Amanda B's question as how does Saeed's backstory fit into this? And that could be that's how that fits in is that she, he is capable of doing things even to women that might, might think unspeakable. So yes, Because would never and have never are completely different. And we have all done, we have all done things that we said we would never do. Right. I agree. I still think Saeed did it. You think so? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually, I and was, I like him. Uh-huh. I, I'm not trying to. You like who he know, is today? Yeah, but that I just, I think that he did it. I do. You know, I was convinced all the way up until just now. Now it, now it makes sense why Mrs. Clue killed herself, and now that would be the only reason for me to think that. that I love he how did you can it. even convince yourself to think things yeah that's what it's all about thinking and taking the analysis working through things and let's see if edith did you think of your other thing no sorry i'll let you know if i do because i think i forgot what your you were saying certain certain things weren't answered and i've forgotten what your other not a problem all righty so so here's here's what we have we have a voicemail some listener feedback and i want to play that so and it's coming from long distance and it came in right before we started recording Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and check that out. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hi, my name is Mark Grace from Sydney, Australia. Uh, what a fantastic episode Enter 77 was. Um, I was beginning to lose all hope we've lost after the previous episode, which was a complete and utter waste of time with Jack's tattoos. But finally, Saeed with another flashback. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, Season 3 is looking up. And uh, Chris and Stephanie are doing a fantastic job with all your podcasts. Um, I'm particularly enjoying not having much of a life listening to Australian news because 
haven't listened to it for a whole week because I've just been too busy listening to um, your daily um, crazy life. So it's been fantastic. Uh, keep up all the good work and uh, hopefully I'll get in contact with you guys very soon. Okay, bye. Thank you so much, Mark, for calling us in from Sydney, Australia. How awesome is that? That's very cool. Is that cool? And he's, still, of course, referring to the daily podcast production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network, known as My Crazy Life. Episode 99 has some really cool stuff with my kids. All right. And uh, I tell you what, we, we're going to have to wrap it up. I had one more email comment, but we're already at an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, I had something to comment on this well, email. No, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, go ahead. You want to comment on this email? Well, can I? We can do it. Go can ahead. Can I just talk about it without reading the whole thing? Yes, please do. Okay. That, you, if you can do that, that's something I can't do. You okay. go right ahead. So we got an email from um, Leo Leo, who's <laughs> from Brazil. And basically he, he thinks that he has an anagram or maybe not an anagram and wanted our opinion on it. And if you take the phrase um, Sydney to Australia, uh-huh. um, because obviously we all know that that is the... Um, Flight plan of flight 815. Plan, absolutely. That if you if you take that phrase and you rearrange it, um, you get islands gone lost. But there are three letters that he can't fit in. And they're E-Y-E, which spells I. So if you think islands I gone lost, because John says he's looked into the eye of the island uh-huh. and what he saw was beautiful... And so if the island's eye has gone lost, then maybe that's the key to everything. It's an interesting theory. You, you totally just wrapped that up in like to like a great two minute bit where it would have taken me like two hours, two hours to read the thing. We're so different. I you love are it. awesome. I am so glad I have an, a, a, a wonderful wife to ho- co-host this show with me. I should let you type up all our notes. <laughs> I mean, this eight-page layout I, probably would have been like a half a page. Like, it probably would have been non-existent. Like, <laughs> probably. Hey, let's talk no, about... No, I, I could have I could have done your eight pages in half of a page. I know you probably could, could have. have. Why don't you do that next week for yeah. us? Anyway, and you're going to put the kids to bed? Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll do it next week. Okay. All right, so... Oh, you don't have to. We won't be here next week. That's right, we won't because... So in two weeks. In two you, weeks. You can do it for me. That, okay. I'll, I'll do it. You put the kids to bed. Okay, and but next week, again, reminder, come to our live show in Florence, Kentucky, Saturday, March 17th at 3 p.m. Come join us live in person. We are going to be so excited to see you there. Oh, we have door prizes, so by the way. So next week, will we be... Next week, will we be on... Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Savings Time? I don't remember anymore. I'm so confused. All right. It's still going to be Eastern Time. I know. It's still Eastern Time. I was just trying to stay awake. Stay awake. That's all I'm trying to do. I thought we stay lost. Anyway. That's at the end. Right now we're staying awake. Okay. That's right. So anybody that doesn't like spoilers, it's time to tune out as we tune in to what's coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know it. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Par Avion and will be on this Wednesday at 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC's synopsis reads... 
Claire becomes suspicious of Charlie when he exhibits peculiar behavior after she comes up with an idea that could get everybody rescued. Meanwhile, tensions mount between Saeed and Locke as they continue their trek to rescue Jack. We'll see Claire in flashbacks with dark hair, and she's in some kind of crash and goes to the emergency room. Now, on the island, she comes up with a plan to get off the island. Charlie doesn't show much interest, but Jin and Sun are there to help Claire. Now, normally I don't report on the bigger spoilers, but I have a big one for you tonight. So if you don't like major spoilers, skip ahead about 30 seconds or so. Spoiler alert! Now, having said that, my big spoiler is not going to surprise too many Lost fans. So here goes. In this Claire-centric episode, we will see Jack's father... Dr. Christian Shepard. We will also see Lindsay, the woman whom Christian argued with in Australia about his right to see his daughter. Any guesses who the daughter might be? That Claire and Jack might be half-brother and sister has been a speculation since Season 2, Episode 20, when we saw Christian and Lindsay arguing. My hope is that the creative people over at Lost Headquarters have figured out a great way to throw us a curveball, and we will find out that Jack and Claire are not related to each other after all. Not that I mind them being related, it's just, it's so predictable. So, um, hopefully it's not, and hopefully I'm wrong. For more information and to see pictures from the next episode, come on over to my site. This is Lost Away, Bonnie Koval for Lost.About.com. Alrighty, everybody. I have my own total theory about that. What's your total theory, Steph? We're not going to find out that they're half-siblings. Yeah? We're going to find out that they're whole siblings. Really? Let me ask Mark what he thinks. Hey, Mark, you, you had your request to talk about non. Go yeah, ahead. I, I hate to burst bubbles here, but the flight path wasn't Sydney to Australia. It was Sydney to Los Angeles. Oh well. Oh well, that's what I meant to read. Yeah, it. it the email does sorry. say Sydney to Los Angeles. It does. So sorry to Leo. Leo. Thanks for, thanks for catching my my goof there, which I will blame oh, okay. on that, previously that really hearing marks. Yeah. Yeah, the anagram no. does work the out. The anagram is Sydney to Los Angeles. Very which is cool. Totally okay, what I thought cool. I said. Right on. Right on. Yeah, you get, I tell you what. What would we do without <laughs> Mark Defoya? He is. He's like the total. We uh, look smart. <laughs> We need to ha- we need to have Mark do our show notes, you know. The show notes are right. I just spoke wrong. I know. Okay, very cool. Well, everybody, thank you very much for partaking once again in another Friday evening with Cliff and Stephanie. I mean, totally. I mean, we are so blessed that you guys. I mean, just would come here and spend your Friday evening with us, and uh, it's it's just an overjoying experience for us to. To share Lost with people who actually love the show like we do. And uh, it, 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 really, I, this is a fun way to f- spend our Friday evenings. And uh, looking forward to meeting some of you live next Saturday. And uh, with that, that's pretty much all I have. Did you have anything else you wanted to share, Steph? No. Grey's Anatomy coming up. Thir- oh, actually, let's do this in order. Tuesday night, the very first episode of Generally Speaking Live. You going to join us for the first show? I don't know. Depends on what. Probably not. Okay. Probably American not. American Idol will be on. Oh, American Schmeidel. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So American Idol. So you can either watch American Idol. You could DVR it and watch it later. But then you can't vote. Oh, whatever. And so, uh, so okay. So 
Nobody's going to... Should I change the night? No, you're All fine. Right. All right. You, so. you don't have any other nights to change it to. I know. And so, then Thursday. Tuesday is, generally speaking, live. Wednesday is lost initial reactions on... Thursday. Part Avion, correct? Part, yes. Thursday, 10.15 Eastern Time, Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, live here on Talk Show. Yeah. And Friday... Nothing and Saturday will be our live event. Yeah, so it's a busy week next week. And of <laughs> is course, is it ever not a busy week? And of week? course, every day, Monday through Friday, we'll be talking about my crazy life. Very cool. Well, guys, thank you very much. God bless y'all. And until next time, stay, stay lost. lost.